Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent-pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Thursday, November 16th, 2023. And today we are reviewing the latest installment into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know we had to talk about it because we are Marvel boys. It is polarizing. It has the people talking. As one man said, it gets the people going. That is the movie, The Marvels, Ty. How are you feeling on this beautiful mm-hmm. Thursday night? I'm feeling a lot better than you. We're coming remotely again. A little bit, little bit of a sickness. Um, you're powering through it, though. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm better now. I mean, the... I don't feel sick. I definitely probably sound sick. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, but I don't feel sick anymore. Uh, I feel fresh. I feel new. I feel ready to go. Got a lingering cough, as is the case, just I feel like with every sickness, just your throat, you know, it's got to recover. But I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling great talking about the Marvels. And look, the sickness came perfect timing. Someone might wonder, like, hey, how did you see the Marvels if you were sick all weekend? Look, I went and saw it literally opening night Thursday night. That ended up being a blessing because I – pretty much started feeling sick the next day and then was sick all throughout up until today was like the first day I felt normal again. So Thursday to Thursday or Friday to Wednesday, I was sick, but here we are Thursday to Thursday. I'm ready to go talk the marbles. Yeah. I can't wait. Shout out your sickness for respecting the podcast schedule. Yes. Yes. I, I respect that greatly. Also Thursday before watching the marvels, me and Riley had to get a quick Loki session in uh, Loki mm. episode six, the season and series, most likely series finale. Uh, drop the same day as the Marvels, so we could touch on that a little bit before uh, we talk about the Marvels. We don't have to do our old uh, theories and what's next and all that like we used to do, but I do think that show probably deserves a little bit of love uh, uh, off the top. Yeah, no, this is going to be a Marvel-packed podcast, and I can't wait. Let's get in the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't so good. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. A wise man said about what three years ago, Ty, that the show to watch, the show that was going to be great, and what we thought was an upcoming banger slate of Marvel content was going to be Loki. Loki season one, 2021. That man was me, of course. Uh, You were more of a Falcon and Winter Soldier guy. Before they came out, we both hyped up WandaVision. But from day one, I was a Loki guy. And I'm not saying you weren't a Loki guy. I'm not saying you were bashing it, saying it was going to be bad. But I just, I I knew this series had potential. It wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a fun, quirky, let's go look at Loki throughout history, being all these different characters because they had the D.B. Cooper (laughs) stuff and everything. That's not what it was. Obviously, not even close. But here I can say, you know, two and a half years later, this is the best thing Marvel has maybe ever done start to finish. I don't know. That's a loaded question. That's a loaded statement, especially considering I just watched Infinity War while I was sick and I was reminded how much of a masterpiece it was. It definitely uh, deserves the number one spot on our our movie ranking scale leaderboard. But, man, this show, Ty, from start to finish, uh, just fantastic. The season two finale, just chef's kiss. 
I, I, I guess I just want to get your take because not only have we not talked about this on the pod, obviously, we haven't talked about this as friends. So I'm interested to see how you're feeling. Yeah. I mean, season one was incredible. Season one was fantastic. Um, right up there. I think we both had it as number one um, of like those those first set of uh, Disney Plus shows. Season two just kicked off, kept kept it going right where it left off. And the finale tied everything together so perfectly. Um, it was it was just fucking wonderful, man. It was just top level content from start to finish. The storytelling, character arcs. It really makes me feel like a different uh, studio produced this because Marvel hasn't been able to tell a story like this in a long time outside of when they let James Gunn do the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I would uh, push back a little bit not push back i don't want to bad mouth loki i I was having some self-reflection about the show uh and just everything that's gone on and i do think season two wasn't as good as season one from episode one to five like i'm not saying it was bad but i i in hindsight i was like huh yeah i mean there was like some weird things with season two like the random actor thing and it felt like there was some weird loose ends that i think they left open for the future which ironically is like what's making the mcu so bad now is because everything's just a loose end but like the renslayer character arc in this season it's i don't think she's dying at the end of you know the loki finale of course spoilers as always but i think they set something up for her to do later um you know with the the goliath or whatever that thing was called i don't remember the name off the top of my head but she felt i think you nailed it it's I don't know if it's Goliath. I think it's like a cooler name than that. Aleth. Loki uh, Cloud Monster. It, it's a it's like it starts with an L or an A. I mean, it's like A L or something like that. Um, it's like Goliath without the G. Is it just Goliath? Goliath. So, yeah, close enough. Um, I I think her character art felt a little bit unfinished, and I think that's because she probably has more to do, especially in King Dynasty, Secret Wars, in the future. That being said, Marvel, there's rumors they might pivot from the whole King storyline, which I think is just silly. If you don't want to be in the the Jonathan Majors business, I get it with everything going on. But you can recast. This is the easiest character in the history of the MCU to recast. Like, that shouldn't stop them from from recasting him. But regardless, I think she has more to the table. So I felt like her her story arc was incomplete. Like, the Miss Minutes stuff and, like, the, the light love angle with He Who Remains and all that stuff. I thought that was... A little odd, but all that to say, the finale was fantastic, and any little hindrances that were along the way uh, were completely wiped away because they delivered an emotional finale that tied things up, tied things up not only for the show, but the character dating back over a decade, and subtle things like, this is the perfect episode of a show to go watch those YouTube videos that explains everything, because you get an idea (laughs) of all the stuff they did, and all the callbacks and everything, it was just great filmmaking, great art great cinema like i don't know how someone like martin scorsese could watch this and shit on it but he probably would oh yeah for sure no i i agree i think season two did it was a little less uh streamlined i think season one they had a very very clear picture of where they wanted this show to go and every episode hit on that i think season two it was kind of you know went out a little bit wider and then but it it just the finale made up for all of it for me the finale did such a good job of of finishing up what they wanted to finish up in season two but more importantly like the fact that we go back to the season one finale in the season two finale and then it like just comes full circle um i don't know man i loved it i loved it it was wonderful that this show is, is by far the best thing they've had on disney plus um and it's just 
seeing the transition of the Loki character from being a small villain in Thor to big villain in Avengers to, you know, being present throughout the rest of the MCU. And it was weird when he was getting his own show of like this kind of detective thing. And like you said, it seemed like it was going to be something quirky. But what we ended up getting was just a beautiful character arc for this character and a few other ones that they added in here. But, and it all tied together. And he now is like a, a Asgardian type God, like from North mythology where he's sitting at the fucking tree of life or whatever it is connecting everything. It's just, it's done so well, man. Well, he's the God of stories, which is actually like one of his, uh, comic book you know variants storylines you know i haven't done much research about exactly what that entails but this is something in the in the comic books that not this exactly not him literally holding the the multiverse in his hand but him being the god of stories i think that's what they're leaning into with this and you mentioned yeah season two wasn't as uh precise maybe i did read that the uh, loki head writer uh his name eric martin uh revealed that they had to completely rewrite the fifth episode of the second season and they did it in a weekend like it just in his words it got quote nuked so i don't know what they had to change or what they had to do but they obviously had to change it a little bit but yeah the character arc and just uh tom hiddleston as a whole i know it's it's not quite award season yet and like i've been throwing out brie larson winning an emmy for not for the marvels because that's a movie and not as good but for lessons in chemistry like i don't see how he doesn't get a lot of Emmy noms for this. I don't see how the show itself doesn't get Emmy noms. Like it's just, it's a masterpiece both in the acting department, the character arc and just the, the visuals and everything like the attention to details on this. And it's a slow burn and it's nice. And it just kind of makes everything else the MCU is doing right now, kind of hail in comparison. And there's been other good shows too. I think of WandaVision obviously is the next best one where you see what they can do when they take their time and they could let these stories fester and build and all of that. And then we get movies like the Marvels where it's an hour 45 and you kind of leave it like, what did I just watch? Did I just watch a bad episode of Loki? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, you know, night and day. I was concerned that the first two were the best. And admittedly, I'm still concerned that the next best one is just a continuation of those first two projects. Um, But I, I think what I like so much about it was that season one, the finale was like, oh shit, what happens next? It, you know, it's that cliffhanger ending. Whereas season two of the finale was a finale. It wrapped everything up with Loki, at least for this time. So I think that worked really well. Yeah, and Hiddleston said that it was the end of a 14-year journey for him and all that stuff. And then obviously people started asking him, like, hey, are you done doing Loki? Is this it for you? And he backtracked it a little bit and said, you know, I forgot the exact quote, but he he didn't rule out, uh, you know, returning as Loki in the future. And there's obviously so many things they could do with him. And this character has had two different character arcs. Uh, Just you have the mainline Loki that we saw, you know, surviving after Avengers and his relationship with Thor and him eventually dying, trying to be a hero against Thanos in Infinity War. Again, I just watched that. So that's fresh on the mind. And then you see this (laughs) Loki that has a different character arc. I'd say quicker, but in reality, it happened slower because he had to spend centuries going back in time and uh, mastering this uh, <laughs> this thing. But both of them, yeah, eventually coming full circle and having that that glorious purpose and wanting to be well, they didn't want to be. He didn't want to be a hero when he was a bad guy, but having that purpose and then both of them turn into good guys in their own rights. And this one succeeds, and now he's at the end. And I just hope you know there's talks about Thor five happening. And I was talking to Riley. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. I want to see an R rated Thor. I'm hoping Deadpool does really well. There's rumors that Blade might be R-rated. 
uh, and you know, Chris Hemsworth, Liam's Hemsworth. I don't, one of the Hemsworths. I don't, I always forget which one is Thor. Uh, which one's Thor? Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, he said that he was only going to come back to Thor if it was something much different. So like, that's a great thing to do is like actually lean into like this badass Asgardian, uh, God of war style movie. You know what I mean? And let him in. You have Hercules set up so you could do some really good things with, uh, Roy Kent. I mean, there's no one better at saying the F word than Roy Kent. So you don't want to shackle oh, yeah. him down with a PG 13 rating. So having do that, doing some, a really good Thor movie like that. And then having him reunite with Loki in some capacity in the future team up movies. Like, that's just a moment I know I'll love and I hope we get it. And I hope the MCU doesn't self-destruct before then. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think what Tom Hiddleston said is he said goodbye to this character three times now. So he'd be, um, he'd be dumb to think that this is it because obviously yeah. he's had so many different, you know, they've finished his story arc and then, ah, just kidding. Finished his story arc. Ah, just kidding. Brought him back. So, um, you know, you never know what's down the road, but, um, I, I would love to see him again. Like he said, Thor five switch it up a little bit however they do that um look tom hiddleston has been now he's the longest running mcu actor there there like has been on screen because all the yep. other like phase one people have kind of gone away and it's him and hemsworth both from that first thor movie so uh i guess i guess no ruffalo doesn't count he wasn't in the first hulk movie nope um so yeah man i don't know recast king bring back loki bring back thor Give us an awesome Avengers movie with all of them, and uh, it'll be wonderful. Yeah, man, and I, I was just like, as sour as we might be on the MCU with certain things, we'll we'll jump in the Marvels here in a minute. We're about to be at 15 minutes, so we'll jump in the Marvels. But the idea of a Secret Wars movie and, and well, a King Dynasty movie and then a Secret Wars movie, like, there's just so much potential there. Like, we can get the King Dynasty movie where they're fighting King, and maybe they succeed and they beat King, but they don't, like, kill him, and they beat King. And then the Secret Wars is literally just like, Freaking King the Conqueror, or well, maybe not King the Conqueror, because I don't know. It seems like they're butchering that character. But the the, the best version of King assembles the other best versions of Kings, or assembles the best villains in the MCU, or assembles the best dark heroes like Sorcerer Supreme and all those, you know, uh, or whatever the bad Doctor Strange is. But he assembles that, and then you have like Loki on the other side. Imagine that, and he's got he assembles the best version of of all the 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 heroes and that's how you can get robert downey jr back and you can get all these guys back but then you just get this epic (laughs) civil war style clash times a hundred like i know we're sour on it i know box office numbers are down but like i'm still showing up for that i I just am so especially if you have deadpool in there and you have venom in there and you have all three spider-mans like that's the one way and at the x-men which you know spoiler alert is teased at the end of the marvels um, yes. <laughs> not, not even teased, just outright shown. Uh, so yeah. much potential. So recast Jonathan Majors and move along with Loki, Ty. You got anything else about the Loki show? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk Marvels and more MCU. All right. Hit, hit us with a synopsis then. Let's move on to the Marvels. <clears throat> when a power-hungry leader from another planet messes with space-time, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau's powers become intertwined. They must then figure out how to work together in order to figure out what caused their powers to be connected and stop the leader before she destroys the entire universe. Oh, so that's what this movie's about? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what the movie's about, Jay. I think you gave as much depth in that synopsis as I got in a whole hour 45 watching this film. <laughs> um, look, before we jump into the scale, I, I this movie's getting shit on you know before it was even out like you look at the reviews and it's like not that 
bad. It's 62% Rotten Tomatoes, 84% audience. Like, yes, that's bad in in comparison to the rest of the products, but the, the discussion online, the discourse online was this movie is getting shit on. And, like, I don't want to contribute to that. I don't want to pretend like this movie's god-awful and this is Morbius or this is Madam Web, which had a really bad trailer and I'm Ooh. really scared about, Ty. <laughs> Brother, that looks terrible. <laughs> Someone said it looks like a CW movie. And I thought that was a perfect <laughs> perfect uh, explanation, description. That's but great. this movie, man, the Marvel problem, not the, not the Marvels, the MCU problem, is that <laughs> you can get good stuff like Loki and Guardians and Shang-Chi. And, like, there's still really good MCU stuff. It's not all bad. But then we're at this point where there's so much of it and we're getting tired. And there's just too many projects that only exist to set up something else like that's that's it there's no contained story there's nothing that's moving anything even along it's just the end of the movie the last five minutes of the movie how does that set up the future of the mcu and let's go and i think this honestly started with what ant-man and the wasp where that whole movie is just like the freaking girl who phases through walls and stuff like that was so pointless we didn't even like in the grand scheme that didn't matter the only thing that mattered in that was that you know, Scott Lang was in the quantum realm when the snap happened, and that's why he didn't get dusted, and that's why he time-traveled to the future five years and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of where it started, and unfortunately we're getting it time and time again, and that's what I thought this movie was. Yeah, I, I'm i with you. This movie's getting shit on online, and I don't want to entirely shit on it because I do think there's a lot of really good stuff that came out of this movie, but I, I do agree – felt like they agreed to do a Captain Marvel movie and they had future plans and they were like, all right, let's rush through this movie so we can move on to our future plans. Like we're, we're doing this. We got to We got to throw some things in here. Let's just get this out of the way so we can keep going. And that's just not a formula for success. Like uh, they've done other movies, like you said, where it feels like the entire point of it is to set up the upcoming stuff. Now, what I will say that I did like about this is you have stuff like uh, in Wakanda forever where there's an entire subplot with the iron heart character yeah. that is unrelated to the movie at all. And it's entirely in there to set up the next film. This movie didn't really do that. They just kind of rushed through this film and then gave you two post-credit kind of things, setting up future stuff. I like that formula a lot more like tease something and then give it a project to actually build it up. Don't force something into the movie to set up future things but the issue is is without doing that on this movie this movie's nothing it just is is something that they had to release because they're contract you know contractually obligated and get it out of the way to go on to the next stuff so they they fixed part of it but then they forgot to just make a good story in an actual movie um to go along with it so it's i don't know it's frustrating with with marvel as a whole but i did like a lot of stuff in this film yeah, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of Iron Man 2 and maybe a little bit of Iron Man 3. Uh, obviously, Iron Man 2 did set up some stuff in the future. Like, that's when Black Widow gets introduced and everything. But, like, in hindsight, Iron Man 2 isn't that amazing of a movie. Like, it, it's kind of forgettable. I don't really remember much from it. And, like, it, it's kind of just to move the thing along. And, like, yes, they tell a story in it, but it just hails in comparison to Iron Man 1 and the future projects. Obviously, Iron Man 3 had the very controversial Mandarin decision and everything that went along with that. But the MCU has missed like this before. And I I think, look, it it sounds contradicting because I just crapped on the Marvels uh, and and the story and like what Marvel is doing did with this movie. But like 
I do think we're a little bit too sour on the MCU as a whole because, like, you look back, I I think they're producing just as many classics as they did from phase three to phase phase two to phase three. I just think they're also producing a lot more stinkers. I think from like phase two to phase three, whatever, you know, you had bangers, you had Ragnarok, you had Civil War, you had all this stuff. But like, what was the worst movie in that that time? You know, uh, Ultron even, but that's still not even terrible. Like one of the Iron Man sequels, uh, you know, Thor 2, Thor 2, definitely Thor 2, but there wasn't as many stinkers. Whereas now it's like, I feel like it's either really good, like Guardians, like Black Panther, like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is fantastic, and and the, some of the shows are fantastic, or it's really, really bad, like a lot of the shows, like Quantumania and some of these other movies. So I don't know. Yeah. I think their batting average is lower, but they're hitting just as many home runs. That's my take. I, I don't think I agree with that, though, because you look – because I, I pulled up all the different phases. If we go to phase three, I'm going to go in order. Captain America Civil War, fantastic. Doctor Strange, wonderful origin well, story. Phase three is Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Phase three is peak. I, I, yes. If you're only looking at phase three, yes, I think that's that's gonna reign supreme. But continue your point. Well, okay. So phase two, then we get six movies in phase two. I would say so. Iron Man three stunk. Yeah. Thor: The Dark, Dark World stunk. Yeah. <laughs> but then they hit Captain America: The Winter Soldier, fantastic. Guardians of the Galaxy, fantastic. Age of Ultron, probably the worst Avengers, but not bad by any like mean. And then the first Ant-Man, which is still pretty good. Like, Phase 2 was good, more than it was bad. The first two movies kind of stunk, and then they got it together after that. Phase 3, by far their peak. Everything basically in this, except for, like, two, are fantastic. You go to Phase 4. Even then, we had... Even those two, tie. I don't know, like, the worst is probably the first Captain Marvel, which I thought that movie was better than people said. Like, <laughs> I don't think they missed it. Yeah, Phase no, that's three. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Captain Marvel perfectly fine movie like is it my lowest probably in this yes but shouldn't have got shit on as much as it did ant-man of the wasp is bottom of the barrel i will never defend that movie <laughs> oh, um, okay i did overlook that on the list i'll be honest <laughs> yeah terrible film no excuses but then we jump into phase four which we're done with we're in phase five now phase four they had their shows so wandavision good falcon of the winter soldier disappointment black widow disappointment loki fantastic what if kind of its own thing but shang chi very good yep eternals people didn't like it I, i'll hold all thoughts hawkeye okay no way home very good moon knight kind of a disappointment it was good but kind of a disappointment doctor strange and the multiverse of madness first one's probably better good but miss marvel great. let down yeah miss marvel let down thor 11 thunder let down she hulk let down haven't seen werewolf by night don't really count it feel like it's on its own thing Wakanda Forever, okay, and then the Guardians oh, special. Oh, okay, that's uh, unfair. Wakanda Forever better than okay. Not as good as the first. Uh, what'd you give it on our scale? I mean, we didn't do the first Let's, one, uh, but you probably gave Let's it a great look. score. Okay. Also, but w- while you're looking that up, I wanted to point out that uh, you said Miss Marvel, disappointment. Uh, that is the highest rated Marvel thing ever made on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. It has like a 98%. Miss Marvel? Yeah. Not for us. Not for us. No, that uh, the overall it's got like a six point three in IMDb. Um, yeah, I, critics. I don't know. I don't know how shows work. Critics love it. Audience, it's an eighty, which that's pretty low for Marvel. Wakanda Forever, eighty-five uh, consensus. You gave it an eighty-three. That's a pretty good score. Okay. Eighty-three is pretty good. I mean, Marvel gets a bump though. Like I, I give a lot of Marvel stuff really good scores. So that's kind of middle of the road for MC. So I don't know. I feel like Phase Four they did so much 
And I do agree, a lot of it was bad, but I don't think they had as many hits as before. I think they did. Count the hits, Ty. You got Shang-Chi, that's a hit. You got Loki is a hit. We got WandaVision's a hit. And we got uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, that's a hit. That's four hits, that's not terrible. It's just they did four hits. They did 14 things instead of six things. I, 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 ta- I walk back my comment. It's not like phase two and phase three. Phase four was like phase one again. I mean, if we go back to phase one, let's be honest. Like, Iron Man, obviously great. But The Incredible Hulk, we reviewed it on our podcast. It's, it's not that good. Iron Man 2, forgettable. Not that good. The first Thor, forgettable. Not that good. The first Captain America, good. And then The Avengers is obviously, you know, special in its own right. But, like, half of those movies sucked or didn't suck, but at least compared to phase three were, you know, not as good. So I don't know. I think yeah. Marvel still can do it. I, I still have faith and I'm probably dumb for having this faith, especially after they freaking do things to me like quantum mania. And they do things to me like this film that we're reviewing today, but Loki things like Loki just reel me back in, man. They just do. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to defend them more than they deserve it. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. They can still make fantastic things. And I do think that their idea with this film of stop setting stuff up, try and do its own thing, tease setups. I like that. Love that everything got delayed. Love that we aren't getting shit next year besides Deadpool. Because that tells me that they're actively focusing on trying to make better stuff and not just pumping out projects like they did in this phase. Um, So I like that. And I, I do hope that it's a sign that we're headed back towards phase two, phase three success rate and those projects. But I I like the idea of what they were trying to do with this movie. Don't love the execution. Don't love it one bit. Well, you mentioned Deadpool. We're on a, uh, we're on a trend with the MCU. It's, it's good. And then it's bad. And then it's good. And then it's bad. I mean, the last few things we have this, which I'm I'm guessing we're both going to say is, is bad in the grand scheme of things. But then we had Loki. Technically Loki was the thing right before it. Good. Secret (laughs) invasion. Bad. I don't know what was before Secret Guardians of the Galaxy. Good. Quantumania. Bad. So it's good, bad, good, bad. So that bode that bodes very well. I'm not counting what if. That bodes very well for Deadpool three. Deadpool three is gonna be great. Ty, if they just let Ryan Reynolds do his thing. Now, no, actually, I, I walk back everything I just said. That's gonna be the the fork in the road moment. If they ruin Deadpool and Deadpool three is like a PG thirteen, like not funny, funny but not Deadpool funny kind of movie, I might be out, dog. It might be a no for me. That's how you. That's what finally does it. Yeah, they can't. I, and you mentioned, yeah, they're they're realizing that they need to stop producing so much. Bob Iger goes out, you know, talks to reporters and stuff, and says, "Oh, the problem is, you know, focusing on quantity, not quality." Like Bob Iger, you guys are the ones in the boardroom that are pushing Marvel to make all this stuff. Like, I, I just, yeah, I thought I liked Bob Iger, but I don't know, man. Maybe I just don't like any CEO. But like, you're just gonna mm-hmm. sit there and blame them and like. Obviously, they deserve some of the blame, and I'm sure Kevin Feige's not sitting there saying, oh, let's slow down, because I'm sure he makes a percentage for every movie that comes out. But, like, very much pressure from Disney. They're milking the money cow, and it's like, you guys are, you know, doing this to yourself. And, you know, yeah. so it, it is what it is. So let's... Well, I, so I, I do think it's a bad thing for small, small picture, bad thing that this movie isn't doing good at the box office. Do, performing worse than The Flash, which is incredible incredibly bad yeah big picture i think they use three projects that you have captain marvel miss marvel and wandavision to basically set up this movie and i think the fact that this movie is doing so bad at the box office they're gonna realize like we can't just print money anymore we can't just release something and make a billion dollars and hop on to the next project so i think big picture is 
hey guys, we got to really start focusing on making shit better if we want to be um, profitable. So I think I, I do think it's a good thing that people are like, look, if you're going to give us shit, we're not going to go see it. Yeah, for sure. And there, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I mean, box office wise, quality being down a little bit, people just not they're falling behind, you know, whether it be they never got into it in the first place. And you think about like people who are going to the movies now, you know, like I know we're still young in the grand scheme of things, Ty, but like 18 year olds right now, seven years younger than us, like they were what? 11 when infinity war came out like if and that how's that make you feel makes me feel old as hell that, that doesn't that doesn't sound right at all um i need a fact check on that 2017 infinity war if i'm not mistaken or was it 2018 2018 but still okay so they that. were 12 13 I hate that you're right um yeah but like if their parents weren't taking them to the marvel movies or you know when the mcu started you know gavin wasn't born he was four years from being born when the mcu started um and it's just like <laughs> They're they're getting into this young adult audience and or the young adult audience that is now blossoming into being the moviegoers. It's the biggest group of people that go to the movies. A, they don't go to the movies as much. You know, that's a whole box office thing. We've talked about that in the past on this podcast. But B, there's so much in Marvel. It's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to watch. It feels like homework. Like, I, I don't know. And then when you keep pumping out movies, that's just setting up the next thing and not standing alone, you know, like – Marvel is like, hey, people are going to go see the Marvels because they love the MCU. It, it, this is very confusing with the movie title in the studio. <laughs> the, the MCU thinks that Marvel fans will just show up to go watch the Marvels because they love the MCU. And it's like, no, that's not – you don't have that kind of support anymore, A. And B, like you need people to go see it not because they like the MCU because they're interested about the Marvels and they're not making people interested. Yeah. I mean – they pulled out all the stops with that last trailer, like bringing up Thanos and all that stuff. Like they were totally just trying to catch people like, oh, remember that really good movie five years ago? Like this kind of ties in a little bit and obviously didn't at all. <laughs> but I don't know. Let's jump into the scale, Ty. Plot slash story. What would you Let's get? Let's talk about it. Plot slash story. So we get Captain Marvel in space, Monica Rambo working for S.H.I.E.L.D., not S.H.I.E.L.D., S.W.O.R.D., whatever the fuck they call it, and Miss Marvel down on Earth. Bad, bad guy. From Captain Marvel's past, bad girl, um, fucks with space time. They they change places. Their powers are intertwined. Um, which are there any other light based superheroes that they just ignored? They mentioned Nova. I think that was supposed to be a subtle nod. I think Nova's powers might kind of be related to that, but I'm not too sure. Did they mention that? I didn't catch that. Yeah, when uh they were, I think it was when they were coming up with nicknames. When Miss Marvel was coming up with nicknames for Photon, who they don't never call Photon, Monica Rambeau. She said Nova, yeah. so. Hmm, okay. Regardless, um, their powers get intertwined. They were swap places, and then they meet up together, try to stop the bad person. She's trying to save her old planet that Captain Marvel destroyed, and then stuff happens, and they beat her. <laughs> did they beat her, or did she beat herself? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's, it's just, they rush through it so quickly, and it's just so poorly explained and so poorly built um i i'm at a six out of 20 on the story wow i think it's 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 very bad i think if they the same framework of this story they make this movie a little bit longer actually take the time to craft it make us care a little bit more about the villain make us care a little bit more about the connections on the characters don't just assume people watch miss marvel don't just assume people have seen all of the fucking other projects and everything and actually use this to build a story good framework is there for for a decent story like her fucking up and destroying this planet and having that guilt and that guilt being why she hasn't 
connected with Monica Rambeau, which is another set of guilt. And then having this person who's a fan of Captain Marvel, who thinks she can do no wrong and having to come face to face with, you know, our flaws and all that could be done very well. And they just don't, they just don't even fucking try. And it's, it's just rushed and, and sloppy and not interesting. That's a pretty low score that you just gave out there, Ty. It is. I've got to imagine you're, yeah, are you lower than me? Sounds like you're like being sarcastic here. Look, man, I don't know. A six, that's like Quantumania. I gave a f- an eight. You gave this worse than Quantumania. Then I gave Quantumania. Mm, I would have to go back and see what I gave Quantumania. I did not like the story on this. And, and I think that, I, again, liked other things in this movie that we'll get to. I think the story gets hit even harder because of how much I liked the other stuff. Yeah, there was potential there for great, great things, like you mentioned. Uh, the three-way internal battle of Captain Marvel, which is like... There's so many layers here, and these are layers that they freaking they they developed and they dove into with the Loki character, pissing me off. But like so many layers of like Captain Marvel, which for all intent and purposes is probably the most powerful character in this universe right now, as it stands. Yeah. I mean, Thor's yeah. a god, so I guess like, but like if we're just using the Thanos test, you know, and going toe to toe with the Infinity Stones, I guess technically Loki might be the most powerful now, but. Uh, you know, <laughs> the most powerful, untouchable, whatever, in having to deal with all those different struggles of, of what she did to the planet and Monica Rambeau and, you know, being a hero to so many but not feeling like a hero and all that stuff, like, again, could be a great story to be told. And you're right there that there was a lot of missed potential. Um, the character arc for the villain in this is non-existent. It's like, we don't know who she is, and th- she's literally Jason Momoa's character from Fast 10, not, like, quirky and all that, but... She's just like a random person that was there when she came back, uh, you know, yeah. Carol Danvers. And, we got, and no, 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 Jay. They, I don't know if you caught this. They set that all up. You got a 10-second cutaway of her getting hurt. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. She was just a random person that was there when <laughs> Carol Danvers did it. So, you know, she she rose to prominence and everything. Like, no emotional connection to the Carol Danvers character. Bring back Jude Law, baby. I love Jude Law. Why couldn't he have been back in this somehow? I don't know if she killed him in the first one. I don't remember. Um, got a little flashback. I think she did, for one. Got a little flashback of him. His face was on screen for a second. That is true. That is true. Uh, and then the wet fart of an ending. Just, <laughs> like... She just grabs both the bracelets and explodes. Like, that's all that happens. Yeah. And rips – and her her exploding, like, it rips a, a fabric uh, in space, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And obviously Monica Rambeau goes to the other side and all that jazz, whatever. That was underwhelming. Uh, look, this story sucked. Uh, there was nothing there. Like, this was, this was a TV – this was a 40-minute TV episode plot that they stretched out to an hour 45. Like, there was no reason to care about this villain at all. There was no reason to feel like there was any. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Stakes involved, which is another problem with kind of the MCU nowadays, is just the, the stakes management of it all. And, like, it's it just it's just so frustrating. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say there was a lot of plot holes or anything like that because there was no plot. And, like, you, you <laughs> there's can, nowhere for there to be a hole. Yeah, and, like... How do you know there's no plot? It's like by the fact that they do a massive exposition dump. Like when they're all on the ship together, 
like just massive exposition dump over and over, like explaining mm. to the audience what exactly the plan is. I know you kind of have to do that. I get it. You know, especially in a superhero movie, you can't be super subtle, all that stuff. But like too much exposition dump and too much explaining the movie to everyone. And like I just I, I didn't like it. And like the whole switching power stuff was like a cool idea. And you could have done so many more cool things in that final fight scene. And then you do it for like five minutes and then it's gone. And then that's it. And I gave this a five. I gave us a five out of 20. It didn't have any <laughs> glaring pop plot holes. So that's why I didn't get like a four, three, two or one. There was some potential there. There's a beginning, middle and end. Uh, I, this is like, I feel like I'd have to go back and watch them all, but this feels like the most empty story Marvel's ever told in a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And like, again, like you feel like there's no stakes in it, but like the stakes are the entire fucking universe in this movie. Like that's what the stakes are. And it just feels like a whole fucking, it's, it's nothing. You get nothing and they don't make you care. They rush through it. It's so so light on substance when if you really fucking sit down and build this there's a lot to work with and it's just miss after miss after miss let's rush through this and get this over with and that that sucks because like all three of these characters individually like very good setup background to it first captain marvel i i again we liked it more than most people i think miss marvel like i didn't love the show but i like that character and and what that character is WandaVision and that character coming over from the first Captain Marvel and everything, like probably the lightest in terms of backstory, but still very good connection here. And they just rushed through it. And the villain, like, I don't know, man. I, I think, again, going back to Infinity War, if you give me something with that villain, like they did with Gamora, like young Gamora, when Thanos um, shows up in Infinity War and he's like talking to her and they're taking over his planet, her planet. And you see, like, the background of why she cares, why she's connected. You give me a little bit more with this villain, give her that treatment. That could go so far in this movie. And it just, it's literally a 10-second Marvel destroyed my planet, dropped a rock on me. I fucking hate her. Let's blow up the universe. Like, I, I just, it pisses me off. It really does. Because I, last week I said I thought this movie would get a better score than Quiz Lady. It's yet to be seen. But, like, I wanted this movie to be good. I wanted them to do something fun and different and enjoyable. And the story just holds this movie back so much. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't want to say it's like boring when someone hears it's no story. You might think it's boring. It's not that it's just, there's nothing there. Like a good test is like, ask yourself, like, even if you don't know much about the characters, but like filmmakers, not, you know, the filmmakers of this movie, ask yourselves, like, what is, who is the Captain Marvel character? Like our main characters, our main three, like who are they before this movie? And who are they after this movie? And there should be some sort of change, shift, something. Something throughout the story of consequence, of impact. And, like, what's the answer? Like, Captain Marvel just has a little bit less, uh, you know, regret. And, yeah, I guess she does the nice thing and flies into their son and restarts it and everything. Cool. But, like, I, I don't feel like that character changed much. What's different with Photon, with M Monica Rambeau? She's just in a different universe. Like, she maybe accept, uh, accepted captain marvel's apology what's the difference with miss marvel she met her hero now she wants to continue building a super team which was her a superhero team which was always her goal anyways like there's just nothing of substance here and you know i i, I it sucks yeah. it sucks and the person who wrote well this, even go ahead well even the end with with monica rambeau being the one to do like make this big sacrifice there's no build-up there's no reason that she should be that character out there making yeah. a sacrifice or reason why it's like oh she's she's the one like if marvel had any balls 
make Captain Marvel be the one who gets kicked to a different universe. She's the one who initiated all this. She's the one why the villain fucked all this up. Don't, you know, oh, I have to absorb your powers and blah, blah, blah. Just make Captain Marvel strong enough to fucking explode and do this and herself. That's just like a two-second writing change. And she's the character who should be making a sacrifice, but she's the fucking front line, so we got to keep her in the main line. Let's just throw Monica out there and have her make a sacrifice for no fucking reason. Well, Monica's mom, who isn't really her mom, that shows up in the X-Men, that's uh, that's supposed to be like her as Captain Marvel, and that's some people consider like the prime version of Captain Marvel, so maybe that's why they didn't do it, because they're setting up uh, the first Captain Rambo to be, I don't know, maybe we'll get a, a Captain Marvel fight, I don't know. The writer of this, yeah. one of the writers, Megan McDonald, she wrote on WandaVision, that show was very good, she's also writing on Agatha Darkhold Diaries. And some other stuff in the future for uh, Marvel, but you know, Megan, not not good work. Megan, Nia, Alyssa, not the best work. I'm sorry, or maybe it was directing. I don't know. Something. Oh, Nia also directed. So something just doesn't click here. And it, it could be in the studio. It could be Kevin. It could be a Kevin problem. Probably mm-hmm. is. At this point in time, I am I am pointing the finger at Kevin. He's lost his fastball. Well, yeah, and he loves to take credit for all the good stuff, but it, all the bad stuff, you know, kind of distance a little bit. So. Haven't heard a lot from the hat man here recently about this. <laughs> uh, what's next on our scale? Key elements, Ty. What'd you give it for key elements? So I think the reason the story gets such a low score and it pisses me off is the comedy in, in that part works very well in this movie. The, the team atmosphere works very well. I think they could have used the switching place and, and the fight choreography could have used a little bit more love. But the first fight scene where we get the fight at Kamala's house the fight on the space station and the fight at wherever Captain Marvel was. And they're all three switching places and there's all, you know, a bunch of different battles and they're interchanged. Like, that's kind of fun. I like that. That works for me. Give me more of that. Do more stuff like that. The comedy works. There's there's enjoyable moments throughout this entire movie. Um, again, the story fucking pisses me off so much. But for the key elements, I'm at a 14 out of 20. Like, I think the fighting was done fairly well, could have been done better comedies there like the team up and and the the chemistry between these actors on screen works for me and and like i like that part zero emotional connection so i can't go much higher than this because there's zero emotion on what should have been a a decently heavy enough connection uh for these characters but this movie is fun like it is a good enough time yeah for sure and i i feel the same way i i the the comedy is obviously very much Marvel comedy. Uh, if you like a darker comedy, if you like a cruder comedy, if you don't like the Marvel comedy, you're not gonna like this. But I I got some laughs out of it. I I actually really like the Miss Marvel character and seeing how good the reviews are of Miss Marvel. Maybe I need to go back and give it a chance. It just didn't connect with you me the first two episodes. But did you even watch the whole thing, you Ty? No, start to finish. You don't need to watch it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the that's the other thing we didn't bring it up. Miss Marvel's a mutant. That's set up in the show completely ignored despite this movie also still setting up x-men and mutants Mm. yeah i didn't even know that because i didn't watch it yeah (laughs) good good to know ty uh no yeah the comedy works i think the action is not the best marvel's ever done but i thought there was some creative stuff like you said with the switching and all that and uh it was different and that the team aspect worked and it's it's a marvel movie it's a superhero movie it's it's at least more fun and comic booky than some shit that DC would make half the time. So I also gave it a 14 out of 20 type. Yeah. I, I mean, if you give this a good story, you make it more emotional. It, it works. It's, it's Marvel comedy when it works. And this is what Marvel kind of movies when they're, they're funny and enjoyable. And it's, 
good banter between the different characters that we like on screen, like that works for me. The fight choreography needs a little bit of little bit of work. Give it some more love. Spend time with it. But um, the the movie's fun. It is a fun movie, and I think that was the whole goal was to make a fun family type film. That aspect of it, I think they did pretty well. Yeah, I'm gonna move our scale around. Ah, uh, no, I won't. No, I won't. Visual cinematography. I was about to just totally switch everything up on Ty, but I'll. <laughs> I'll stay tried and true to the scale. Visual cinematography, hardest category for me to score on this movie. Sometimes it's the easiest. Did this movie look good? Did this movie look bad? Yes or no? How good? How bad? What did it do music-wise? What did it do fight choreography-wise? All that stuff. This one was particularly difficult for me. A, because there's varying levels of of CGI in this. Okay, step one. Like, there's... Cool world building, I think. Like, when they go to the musical planet, which I thought you would hate, by the way, Tangent, did you hate the musical planet? No, I thought it was kind of fun and, and different. It was wow. weird. It was really weird. But I liked it. Get weird with it. That That's what makes movies stand out. Okay, I stand corrected. I thought when they went to that planet, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. It looked cool. I thought they did a good job world building. And, like, some of the CGI on that was, like, nice. It looked good. And then there's, there's some cutaway scenes when they're, like, falling in space or whatever that's just very obviously in front of a blue screen, like – it's just going to happen. Like it didn't look good, but I feel like it's just going to happen in a heavily CGI movie like this, but maybe not. I don't know. Infinity War didn't look that bad, but then there's also bad scenes. Like I particularly didn't love any time they were in the space station. It looked like there's this restaurant in Epcot. You can go to where they take you up to space and it's like really cool. And it's like, you get in this elevator because the, the, the restaurant's on like the second floor of this building or whatever, and you take an elevator, and as you're taking this really slow elevator up to go, you know, one floor, where however far it goes, there's screens all around you, and it looks like you're blasting off into space, like you could see below you and you can see above you, because the theme of the restaurant is you're like eating on a on a space thing. I've never done this in person, but it looks cool inside. It's like you're on a spaceship, all the windows are fake windows with the CGI, you know, planet and everything. But it's very obviously fake. I feel like every time they were in that space uh, station, it looked like they were just at fucking Epcot at Hollywood at Universe, uh, Walt Disney World. Like it was like, yeah. how can we? It just didn't look real. Like you think about other ships that have been like on all these, like the Thanos ship and all that stuff. Like it, it feels real. And this was like, nah, they're on a fake ship and that's a fake display of the Earth and everything. Like I hated how it looked. So it's like. There were some good, some bad. I didn't mind the fight choreography. I mean, could they have gotten more out of, like, the hand-to-hand combat and all that? Sure. But I thought it was fun with the switching. It was different. There's been so much MCU action that it's nice to have something a little bit different. So I like that. And then the question is, how do I balance this CGI? Like, some good, some bad, and compare it to a movie that has no CGI? Like, does the Marvels just naturally get a worse score because it has CGI and has some of it bad than a movie that just doesn't try at all? And, you know, that's the nuances of this scale. And this category continues to be the hardest for me to analyze, except when it's like a home run slam dunk, 20 out of 20 Oppenheimer. So my brain (laughs) broke and I gave it a 10 out of 20. (laughs) Gotcha. You split the difference. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I, I I agree. I think the the singing planet looks really cool, really cool colors and vibrant and it, it feels alive. Great world building. I dig that. Space looks so fucking bad in this movie. It's unforgivable. It literally looks like a fucking black sheet that they threw a couple of white dots on and called <laughs> it a day. It it looks atrocious. And again, I'm I'm going back because like it's not even like I'm comparing it to other movies. I'm comparing it to other movies this studio has fucking made. And I I think of the Endgame trailer that was like the number one trailer of all time. And you see Tony Tony Stark on that fucking ship floating through space. 
and space behind it is just so fucking there's like these different clouds and everything i pulled up a picture to remind myself of it it looks incredible man and this entire movie is about these space-bound fucking superheroes and you you spend no time whatsoever creating the layout of how awesome space can be and how cool you can make that look on a movie is it real i have no fucking clue I don't know if it should look like all cloudy and, and different cosmos and different shit going on in the background. Maybe it is more realistic to have it just be black with a couple of white speckles. I don't give a fuck. It looks way cooler <laughs> when you take the time and make it look good for the big screen. It, it's, it really is unforgivable how bad that looks. Some of the CGI for like the, the superhero type shit, Captain Marvel's, still, still don't love the fucking aura around her and, and when she's flying. It doesn't look great, so... Um, I do agree some stuff does look cool. I liked the, I mean, I couldn't guess the name of this planet. She gave me a million dollars, but the planet that she's trying to revive. Um, I like the different like wormholes above it, like sucking in the water and the atmosphere and how that looked. So I do think some things were done well, but others were done so bad that I, I can't forgive it. I'm at an eight, eight out of 20. Hala. Hala is the planet. Hala. Yeah, that sounds right. Holla holla, Teddy uh, Teddy Long is should have been the that's who they should have cast as the villain. Teddy Long from WWE, the old uh, GM that would always go holla holla player. That's who that should have been. I've, I don't remember this. Remember him? Yeah, that would have been great. He if you if you look him up, Ty, he was he was the GM of SmackDown. Okay, you remember? Yeah, him? I remember him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't disrespect yeah. our legend. Um, also, also in this category. Some cringe uh, music choices. Oh! Didn't love the music. I was about to make the point that I actually liked the music. <laughs> oh, okay. There was one song. Uh, I don't remember which one it was now. All these things come out of my head. Like, they go in my head and they come out right as soon as they happen. <laughs> but I like some of the, the music choices. I think the best scene of Captain Marvel is the, the, the scene at the end where she realizes her potential and her power and she fights and it's the with the I'm just a girl song, I think is what it is. Uh badass song, great song choice. I don't from think from the first movie. From the first one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh they didn't quite reach that, but I think there was some intent to the music. I didn't mind it. I thought it was quite nice. Mm, I thought it was a huge step down from I'm just a girl fight scene. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I space the space conversation is interesting cuz it's like how true do you want it to be versus, you know, what's going on and I had questions about, like, they're in that spaceship and the space hatch was open and, like, Monica Ram... Like, why wasn't Miss Marvel freezing to death? Like, I get Captain Marvel has her superpowers, even Monica Rambeau, whatever. But, like, actually, no, because Monica Rambeau had to wear a space suit when she was working on the freaking spacecraft. She wasn't just out there willy-nilly. And then she just... I, I think it was, like, a force field. They've used that kind of stuff with, like, Guardians, where it's, like, a, 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 like a force field that they go through that seals it. All right, well... If I'm not mistaken, she flew into the rip of space just in her regular suit. How did that happen? How did she just freeze to death instantly? Mm. Great question. I, I have no answer. Ugh, the space physics. I just – you got to go all in or you got to go not at all. And I, they just – it didn't make any sense to me. And also, It would have made a lot more sense if in like the opening scene she's the only one not wearing a suit. That would have made more sense. If it's just like, hey, this doesn't affect me, then I'm good for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But you can't pick and choose when she wears a suit. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I wanted to point out a, a point that I just totally forgot about, Ty. Lost my train of thought completely. Fuck, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay, man. It's okay. I will point out that, uh, Valkyrie was in this movie, and, uh, that was teased in the, the trailer beforehand, and she was in this movie for all of 45 seconds, and that was just part of the mm. problem. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Is part of, uh, Captain Marvel's 
powers, just she doesn't age because she was the same age when she left in 1990 and went and destroyed Hala as she was when she returns and meets Monica Rambeau. Uh, after Monica Rambeau not only get, grows up, but then is blipped for five years, like 33 I years do be- I do believe there's something that she ages slower. Okay. I, I think they've addressed that previously. Okay, well, I would like to be on the record and say that uh, if there's any celebrity, if we ever determine the technology where there's, like, no aging and there's one celebrity that we have to give it to, I don't think Brie Larson's a bad choice. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry. What? If, that again? In, in real life, <laughs> if we have, like, a technology where it's, like, like Captain Marvel, they don't age and they just they remain in their quote-unquote prime years and we have to give it to <laughs> one celebrity, only one celebrity could have it, I don't think Brie <laughs> Larson is a bad choice was just my point I was making. Got it. That would be great. Unfortunately, that's already they've already designed that. It's already been created. Denzel actually owns it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, no comment on Denzel. Uh, Brie, Brie Larson, only 34. I would have thought she was a little bit older. Not going to yeah. lie. Only, only yeah. a nine-year age gap there. Just saying. Is she married? It's not even double digits. I'm about to be married. I need to stop. Uh, characters, <laughs> speaking of Brie Larson. It yeah. pisses me off how good Brie Larson is. Again, watching Lessons in Chemistry at the same time as I watch this film. Not at the same time, but you get what I mean. She is, like, so phenomenal. And I've heard people just – I need to watch The Room. I've heard she's absolutely spectacular in that film. And then Marvel just gives her, like, the most g- generic no personality – I don't want to say no personality, but character with no depth that could have had so much more depth. And she still acts her ass off and, like, elevates what could be a really bad character if you get – the wrong person like i think the captain marvel character is fine but i think she's turning chicken shit into chicken salad not even chicken salad but you know what i mean like she's turning chicken shit into just fine and that's you know more power to her i do like monica rambeau i really liked her in wandavision i think uh i, I like her as a character even though again kind of the the character writing of all this was a little thin and that was reflecting the plot slash story but i like the actress and i like the character i actually came out of this really liking miss marvel though i thought uh I could see why some of her over-the-top stuff can be a little, like, annoying or cringeworthy. But, you know, I, I like the fangirl element. It's kind of like a, a, it's the Spider-Man, Peter Parker type of character, but turned up a notch. And I, I just think it's funny to have that kind of character in the MCU. And I thought she played it really well. And I, I, I would like to see more of her. Now, you know, once we get into more serious stuff, you know, I would like to see them develop that arc for her character. But in for what she did, I thought... I, I actually came away with this really liking her. The villain was one-dimensional and sucked. Uh, Valkyrie was great in this in her 45 seconds. I always love what she does as well. Um, I gave us an 11 out of – Nick Fury's Nick Fury. I gave us 11 out of 20. That's a lot of praise for a very, very middle-of-the-road score. Well, it's it's really hurt by their – kind of the character writing and the villain just being so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um yeah, I, I like Brie Larson in this. I, you hit the nail on the head. She's an incredible actress. I, everything that she's in, she does such a good job. Award-winning, like, one of the best actresses in Hollywood. And and they just don't fucking use that. They don't ever give her best actress material to work with. And that's very frustrating. But, like you said, she uses fucking bare minimum anything to create something out of it. I like that character. I, li- I think I liked... I don't know. I like that character just as much, if not more, than the first movie. Um, Monica Rambeau liked that character. You know, it, it did a little bit more with her in this movie than WandaVision, where she was a side character and they just kind of introduced her, like what they did with her. Iman, I'm going to get this fucking right. I had it. I lost it. Iman Vellani? Yep. Miss Marvel? Yeah. Um, she is fucking wonderful. 
she does such a good job as that character because that's what that character is. She's she's a fucking obsessed fan of the Avengers turned into a superhero who gets to work with her idols and and obviously Brie Larson being or, uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel at the top of that. She was the her portrayal of that character was the best part of Miss Marvel and I think it was the best part of the Marvels with how every time she's on screen like she creates that fun atmosphere of like this character being so out of place and loving every second of it and she does such a good job um you know making those connections with the different characters and being just like a genuinely good human being um throughout it and it's it honestly like watching interviews and stuff it feels kind of like they just she she's a terrible actor because that's just exactly how she is in real life she's just herself uh, say the hardest person to play but, is yourself that's fair because she she's like she'll be on the red carpet she's giving kevin feige shit about saying like oh mcu's earth you know 616 or whatever and she's like well actually that's not right because this and that like she's a fucking marvel fan inside and outside of this and she's fantastic the villain is atrocious samuel l jackson i mean he's collecting checks sense yeah i guess it makes sense for him to be in this movie but he didn't need to be in this movie at all he did nothing he he added nothing to it. Um, 100% got that paycheck and, and good for him. Um, but I really, really liked the main three and most of all, Amon Vellani. So I, I was a little bit higher. I'm at a 15 out of 20. I like a good ensemble cast. They, wow. Again, I shit on, I shit on story. I'm going to give them credit for doing what they could with zero source material to work off of. But um, I like those characters. I like the characters together. I like the chemistry on screen. I liked what they did with what they had. That they're getting credit for me on that. Wow. Okay, I agree. Amon Vellani's great, but I don't know if I can go that high. I mean, character. This is always the category. I feel like we're the most different in. Um, yep. <laughs> like you said, Samuel L. Jackson didn't have to be in this. In that whole subplot of Miss Marvel's family going up to the spaceship and everything that happened there, and the Flurgs eating all the people, like that just didn't need to be in the movie at all. Like that didn't really add anything other than 20 minutes of runtime like i said 45 minute tv episode that they stretched into a feature length film and that's just the problem and these characters and these actresses they deserved better than this they deserved a story that made sense and not that this didn't make sense it was confusing but like that actually had stakes and like you even had the the whole the kree storyline of like they're finally trying to find peace and, and captain marvel kind of accidentally fucks that up and then they just leave and again they might set that up for something of the scroll yeah excuse me uh they might that might be setting up something in the future maybe but like lean into that a little bit more i don't know like miss marvel messing everything up everywhere she turns oopsie daisy miss or captain marvel excuse me i don't know like there was just uh, i don't know just frustrating man no frustrating i I agree and i i think you get rid of the sand you make this movie 20 minutes longer than it is right now give me an hour how long was this movie it was was exactly hour 45 i believe which is feels crazy yeah give me a two-hour movie get rid of nick fury and her family up in that spaceship get rid of the fucking cat subplot and build on the framework of this story and you have a really good movie here but just execute it don't fucking force a short story into a long runtime make a story that fills the runtime yeah yeah very frustrating well how much did you enjoy it ty um look shit on it very frustrated (laughs) at the end of the day i did i did have a fun enough time with it um it was i i i don't know like recommending it to people it's it's inoffensive the story stinks but it's kind of just it gets through it 
it's a good enough watch during it so i can't say it's the best thing marvel's ever done it's bottom third probably um if we had to break everything down but uh i liked it enough i'm, I'm at a 12 out of 12. yeah uh coming away from this movie i was thinking i enjoyed that right around the same amount that i enjoyed blue beetle and you know what I gave Blue Beetle tie? I gave it a 12 out of 20. So that is what I gave this as well. Frustrating because there's bigger expectations when we talk about it and we dissect it and everything. It always, when there's a disappointing Marvel movie, it always sounds counterintuitive because we bash it, bash it, bash it, and then still give it a decent enough enjoyment score. But like, it's like you said, it's a harmless watch. I'm not going to recommend it. Like, it's just, it's not good enough on its own. It, go watch a 20 minute YouTube video. Go watch the last 15 minutes and you will come away from this movie with all you need to know, if that's your concern, like, oh, I need to watch this for the future. Watch the last 15 minutes. Listen to this podcast, and you will know all you need to know. There was no reason to watch this uh, if you don't have the time or anything. So harmless watch, yeah. fun, like it's not inherently terrible, but disappointing. So I gave it a 12. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Now, I, I will say we we dressed the post credit scenes, the Young Avengers team up um, at the end of this movie. I, I think... Obviously, the best part of this movie was Miss Marvel. The second best thing the MCU has done in the past however many projects was add Haley Seinfeld as as Kate Bishop. Uh-huh. Love the idea of them being on screen together. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I am admittedly looking forward to a Young Avengers movie. I don't know who the fuck else they get to join that team besides Ant-Man's daughter, who was useless in that movie. Um, I, I don't know, but I like those two because those two have been high high the high point of like phase four for me moving into phase five. So I like that they're bringing them together. Also love the Iron Man one, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, yeah. I really like, like that. I like that. Enjoy it. Do shit like that. It's fun. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it's it's a reference to the old shit, but you're having a good time with it. Moving on, doing new stuff. I dig it. Yeah. And then obviously set up the X-Men. Uh, the, what is the blue guy called? Beast. Beast. Uh, same Hank actor. McCoy. Yeah. Same, same actor though, that played him in uh, the, the X-Men universe, and like I mentioned, it's uh, the Rambo, Captain Marvel. So we'll see what they do there. They've been. This isn't the first time they've brought up the X-Men. Uh, we obviously know Wolverine's going to be in Deadpool 3. They've mentioned mutants. Yeah. Uh, we have saw Professor X in one of the universes. So they're doing it slowly but surely. Um, hopefully they don't ruin it. You know, kind of took some of the buzz out. I remember after Infinity War and Endgame, all the buzz we had for how they're going to do X-Men and like an X-Men versus yeah. Avengers type movie. And now it's just like, let's just hope they don't mess it up. Yeah. I mean, years ago after Infinity War, you tell me post credit scene has someone going to a different universe and, and meeting X-Men. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm so excited for that. You give it to me and I'm more excited for young Avengers than I am for whatever they do with this. I wouldn't say I'm excited for young Avengers, even though I like uh, the two lead, the two characters that are already attached. Uh, they also attached ant-man's daughter and ant-man just the ant-man family i don't know how i, I feel about them the, the lang <laughs> family uh i will say yeah. uh before we give our final scores ty this movie i have my running mcu rankings on a document uh and this isn't based off score this is just like where i put it and nine times out of ten the scores reflect anyways i put the marvels uh 25th on the list once again i haven't seen captain america one or two or the first ant-man ridiculous uh still haven't seen them I think last time I said I gave out my movies, I'd say I'd have watched them next time I did this. Obviously haven't. Uh, but it's 25th, 25th out of 30. It's right in front of Quantumania. So the movies below it, Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Hulk, Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World. The movie's right in front of it. I know you're going to disagree with one of them. Thor, 
Iron Man <laughs> 2, Black Widow, Eternals, Captain Marvel. So those are the five above mm. and below. Yeah. I I disagree with Eternals, obviously, but... No, Eternals it, is it above feels it. like that's... Oh, okay. Sick. Um, Black Widow should be below it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, it does feel like it falls right in that range, which very low for a studio that's made a lot of these fucking movies, man. Yeah. Hey, and I said they've been turning out bangers in my top ten. I have three from phase post endgame so how about that four i have four wow well kind of forever maybe move it down a little bit i don't know i need to reflect on that probably should be probably should be admittedly also if you watch uh captain america 2 one of those probably gets bumped well yeah well kind of forever's 10 so it's the next one out so uh that one gets bumped my top 10 infinity war no way home ragnarok avengers 1 which avengers 1 is nostalgia i always say that Endgame, number five, Guardians, three, six, Shang-Chi, seven, Civil War, eight, Homecoming, nine, Wakanda Forever, ten. So there's the top ten for me. No no way Wakanda Forever is in the top ten. That's insane, but I digress. Uh, what'd you give this movie? What's your final score, Jay? I gave it. So it's one spot ahead of Quantum Mania on my rankings, and it got a score that is five points higher than I gave Quantum Mania. I gave this a 52 out of 100. I finished a couple points higher than you, 55 out of 100, giving this movie a 53.5, which makes it the 159th film out of the 205 <laughs> films we have reviewed. Um, so, I lost it. What did I say? It ranked 159. I'm laughing at what it's tied with. Just perfectly fitting. Oh, my God. The exact same <laughs> score that we gave The Flash. <laughs> we don't do this on purpose, people. We really don't. And it's one point above Blue Beetle. Yeah. which. In terms of superhero movies, like that's that's where it belongs. Falls below Venom. Let there be carnage. Yeah, I gave that a sixty. Don't really remember why. Yeah, you did. You did do that. I don't know. Venom but... went to a rave. <laughs> I know. I genuinely think that got a lot of points out of you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, disappointment. There's just there's just a big disappointment of a movie. How about, unfortunately, how about Wonder Woman 1984 coming in at with a sixty one and a half by us? What are we doing? Mm. That was that was closer to COVID, right? That yeah, it was COVID. Yeah, December of twenty twenty. Yeah. That's a uh, oh, that's actually the Pedro Pascal bump who is uh, Reed Richards. Supposedly, rumoredly, nothing official. Aggressively rumored by everyone. <laughs> but again, not not official. I love yeah. Pedro Pascal. Don't know how I feel about him as Mister Fantastic. Very very weird casting. Very weird casting for that role. But he's great, so I'm gonna let him cook. I will say, last comment on the MCU. I don't have a random AI-generated thing for you, Ty. My voice, I don't think, can handle an impression right now. Uh, so you can give us Struggling our... Struggling just to do your voice. <laughs> exactly. You can give us our movie after this. I saw a tweet. Should have went viral. It didn't go viral. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it was the quote tweet of the Pedro Pascal you know, being cast as Mr. Fantastic. And it was a woman who said, I have something that Pedro Pascal can stretch. So that's how oh, people in the streets baby. are feeling about that casting. <laughs> What a tweet. That's fantastic. Should have went viral. I don't know how it didn't. It only had like eight retweets. So I was like, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, people, women love their Pedro Pascal, let me tell you. And I, I, I got to admit, I don't necessarily understand it, but fuck yeah. You're a Pedro guy. What do you mean? No, I love him. I don't, I don't get how he's so beloved by women. I, don't, I, I think he doesn't look the same as some of the other people who get as much love for their appearance, but... I'm, I'm fine with it. Look, I love him. He Ty, deserves it. Look, Ty, I'm not going to say you look exactly like Pedro Pascal, but you look like you could be Pedro Pascal's nephew. Like, he's in the family. So, 
maybe maybe say he's a little bit more handsome than you're saying you know that's one of the greatest compliments i think you've ever given me in our entire history of our friendship <laughs> the guy you just said you don't understand why people think he's attractive <laughs> i don't you know, maybe i don't understand how attractive i am either, <laughs> it's wonderful what are we watching next week and reviewing Next week, we are reviewing the Hunger Games prequel, um, The Ballad of Birds. Songbirds and Song, Snakes. Songbirds and Snakes. Forgot about Snakes. Hunger Games prequel. Uh, I don't I don't know if people started reviewing this. It uh, comes out tonight or tomorrow. It doesn't have great reviews. I'm a big Hunger Games <laughs> guy, though. Uh, it's not terrible. It's 64%. Uh, That's not great. Two and a half hours. It's long. <laughs> two mm, hours and 37 that is minutes. Long. Yeah. And obviously next week is Thanksgiving, so uh, might be a delay on the release. I, I mean, I can record Wednesday next week. We'll figure out. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, baby. But go watch it. Hunger Games, obviously the original trilogy, fantastic. Uh, Quadrilogy. They're, they're trying. They split the last one into well, two. part one and two. Yeah. So I'm still counting it as a trilogy. Got it. Okay. Um, fantastic. Love those movies. Really hoping that this is better than the early scores are indicating. Go watch it. Yeah, can't wait. You got anything else, Jay? That's it for me, baby. My voice needs a rest. (laughs) In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Mm